0: Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep
1: listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of Acast Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda in january i hosted they called him radical a special tribute to dr martin luther king jr it features myself senator nina turner ricky smiley and sharon reed together we reflected on martin luther king jr's legacy his real legacy and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world listen to indisputable and they called him radical on apple podcasts
2: Acast helps creators launch grow and monetize their podcasts everywhere Acast.com.
3: Welcome to the Quick Subway Fun Podcast. My name is Nasha, and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me today is a guest who, you know, what? I'm not gonna lie. I dropped the ball. Okay, <laughs> I dropped the ball. Like it was one of our most popular guests in 2021. And I was looking at this guy's success this year. I was like, you know what? He'd never want to come And then he was like, bro, why have I not been on this year? And I was like, you know what? I fucked it. I fucked up. So that's on me. But one of my most popular guests from 2021, the Trayvon Free. How are you doing, bro?
2: What's good, man? I'm I'm good, man. I'm happy to be back in the in the house.
3: No, look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I kept you out of the house. Right, that's that. <laughs> that's on me. I'll put that on my shoulders. That's absolutely fine. Um, man, you've had since I've spoken to you. Well, I guess even since like you came for dinner, you've been like super busy. You've, like you've been uh, producing, and then you've done the Lind Sunny um uh project and that's at uh, film festivals and like getting really good reviews
2: i guess like we got got shortlisted today for the oscars oh shit no way yeah today (laughs) no way that's incredible which category uh short documentary short no way wow you're trying to go two for two now. That, <laughs> I'm trying, we... I'm trying, man. We'll see what happens.
3: Oh, wow. No, congratulations. Congratulations. How's, I guess, how's, how's life been for you? I guess, yeah, you must be like really happy to, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen all like the the reviews and I've seen all the articles, but I guess to to be sure, listen for Oscars, that's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah,
2: man. It's been, it's been a great, great year, man. I've been so busy, you know, promoting, the the Land Jeremy Lin doc all summer, 38 at the Garden, and then finishing up our Bishop Sycamore documentary that comes out next year, um, a football nice. documentary. Um, and then like writing like three different movies, man. Like yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a hell of a year, but it's been so much fun, man. So much so,
3: fun. So I guess within all of that. Have you still been able to keep up with F1?
2: I guess is that has that still been on your radar? Yeah, man, I followed I followed the whole season. It was it was kind of one of my like one of my it's hard to say joys of the year because (laughs) it it was not fun. No joy. No fun. I kept coming back every weekend, but it was not it was not fun until yeah. <laughs> it, got, it got a little more fun on the back half, but it, yeah, you know it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a very fun season, to be honest. It was one I can one I can put in the rearview mirror very quickly. Yeah, I, I think I think you speak for a lot of us,
3: right? We all and I think I think we mentioned it on the pod the other day. We were like your um we, we spoke to you, I think, after Abu Dhabi last year, the last time on the pod, right? And yeah, you were yeah. like, This is set up for an incredible story. This could be Lewis's kind of you know, in every story there is the down part, right? The protagonist the, the has that setback, and right. then it's all set up for them to come back from that. So we were all kind of expected 2022 to be the Lewis get-back season, and it
2: was and like And the, and the <laughs> W13 said, hold my beer.
3: Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that thing oh, said, not right. today, man. Not today,
3: not today, not today, not this I, month, not this year.
2: <laughs> not this season, uh, better luck next year. I mean, yeah, Jesus, like, yeah. You couldn't have asked for a worse start. And, I mean, it's fun. It's hard to say worse because, like, the even with as shitty as the W13 was, the 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 team was consistent in the beginning of the season. Like, yeah. you know, Red Bull had some reliability issues, Ferrari had some reliability issues and some crashes, and but we were like consistently fourth and fifth yeah with good reliability, which you know made it even possible to to have the finish of the season for yeah. George to be fucking third, like to <laughs> right. um to be as close as they were for the duration of the season. Like so, you know, hats off to Mercedes for for being able to Make a reliable car. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a true. Fa- fast is another story. Um, um, but yeah, man, I didn't I don't think anyone saw that. You know what it, it was one of those things that reminds you that just life isn't fair. Life isn't life fair. isn't fair.
3: I I said this, Trayvon, I think at the beginning of this season when the car was bad, and I said karma is not real like the the idea we have of karma and i do believe in karma i believe in karma in the sense that why well, yeah, i used to if you, put it, if you put good out into the world it will come back to you right i've never believed in karma in the sense of you know, if I do a good deed, then that good deed will come back to me, right? It's just like, if you put out the good energy, then good energy will come back to you. And obviously, if you constantly put out bad energy, then at some point that will come back to bite you in the arse, right? But Mm -hmm. I think the 2022 F1 season absolutely ruined any notions (laughs) of, of that theory completely, right? Because you would think after last season... And I think I guess you you know, you have to initially, I mean, although there's a cost cap theory but or cost cap issue, you know, Red Bull built a car even though they were in a title fight, and I guess now we know why they were able to Red Bull right. built a car where they were able to to fight for the championship and, and Mercedes won. So I guess I guess off the back of the disappointment of last season, I guess this season must have felt even more, I guess, turgid.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially when you think about the fact that you keep finding out Red Bull just cheats, man. Like they just cheat, and there's no consequences for it, no real consequences for it. It's like, oh, by so many standards, you should have two championships revoked, and yet, yes, <laughs> and yet nothing, like nothing happens. It's like, oh no, that one was a human error. Oh, this one is. Uh, yeah. We're just going to, we're actually going to give it to you early, even though, <laughs> like, we're just like, yeah. Yeah. like, it's so transparent. Like, yeah. it's so transparent. And that's the part that's crazy to me. And like, it really did make you go, oh, life isn't fair. Yeah. Like, where, how does, how does this happen? How does the W13? Not be the Red Bulls car, <laughs> uh, right? Or, or twenty? You, you like? You would. Ex- that's what the story. I mean, look, then Lewis still has time on his contracts. Maybe the we're still in that like that period where you know R- Rocky is trying to fight his way. Uh, fight right. his way back. And, we're still in the montage, and we uh, and and you know maybe you know maybe we this narrative ends with like back to back lewis championships like who like who know you you can yeah. hope you 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 hope the narrative doesn't end the way it ends because it's it's not great for the sport and
3: yeah
2: you i mean like red bull doesn't care that they have two tainted championships like they just they go on under the protection of the FIA doing whatever they want and with with no Real repercussions from oh you lost some wind tunnel time but like whatever
3: right and, and I think like I watched um I watched the FIFA documentary on Netflix the other right. day I don't know if you've seen it but essentially yeah. it detailed the corruption that kind of went through the whole of the football governing body and it is specifically how they awarded World Cups, right? And I watched that and I just thought the corruption that was so barefaced and in everyone's faces, there were so many things that were so similar to the FIA. You know, in, in 1978, FIFA awarded the World Cup, I think, to Argentina in the midst of a genocidal dictatorship then they awarded it, you know, they uh, if you fast forward some years, they awarded it to uh, Russia in 2018. They awarded it to uh, Qatar obviously this year and of all of the all of the um, the controversies around that. But within that was just this quite clear, kind of open corruption that i feel f1 fans have been looking at especially since the back end of 21 right the stewarding decisions in brazil in saudi arabia in abu dhabi obviously with everything that went on with that the fact that we were racing in well, it must be Saudi Arabia, right, when there was a terrorist attack on a petrol, uh, on an oil depot, like, out on the road. And I guess, I say all of this to ask, how much faith do you have, I guess, in F1 as a sport? And I guess, as a sub-context to that, how much is, I guess, Lewis a big part? Of whatever,
2: I guess faith or interest that you have in the sport. Yeah, I mean, i've I've lost a uh, tremendous faith in the governing body of, of, yeah. of Formula One, and and it's it's their own fault, you know. Like I can't, it's they do such a poor job of regulating the sport and and making you believe that they care about fairness and and equality in the sport, and. You know, it's Lewis's presence is the reason why, for the most part, I even pay attention as closely as I do now, Yeah, yeah of course. As, as much as busy as things get. Because you want, you hope that, you know, he can find himself in a position where you're so good or so much better than your competition that they can't cheat you out of it. Like yeah. it, it would be too obvious. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And so it, it makes you feel like, oh, the sports kind of rigged against certain people and we know who those people are and we know who the sport favors and we know what things are police and what things aren't. And it, it makes you feel like anything outside of a standard race result, could be for any reason. It could be any anything yeah. that's slightly like, controversial. You don't know what to you don't know you don't know what to believe because you don't have faith in the people who are supposed to be upholding the rules. When you can have when you have a sport where you can go we have rules on the book and the race director broke those rules and we've declared that the champion was in the result of human error. But we're not going to give the title to the person who would have wanted, had that human error not occurred, Speaking. had the rules not been mis misrepresented uh, or broken. Like, how do you? What's What's the point? Yeah, basically. Like, what are we here for? They said, yeah. What, like, right. yeah. What like if it was if it was, if Lewis had won the race that way, what would have happened?
3: Well, I mean, I would have loved to have seen the same kind of almost,
2: uh, yeah.
3: again, I don't want to bring it back to football too much, but I find the equivalent to uh, a referee, like giving a bad call on a play, like quite, um, almost like offensive because a referee might make a bad call, but at least that's within... An interpretation of the rules, right? right? But to make up a whole new rule or to right. make up a whole <laughs> new thing, like it's, <laughs> it's not good. I'm gonna just handy's actually here. I wasn't even expecting her to be here, but she is here. I'm so happy to see her. Here she is. But I guess while she's getting set up, here she is. Hi, Tandy. Hi. Hey. Hello. Nice to you Hi. <laughs> Tandy's in the house. Tandy's with us now. Hi Tandy, how you doing? You all right? You just pronounced the H in my name. Are you okay? I said Tandy. Did you say Tandy. And please respect me, like please, like we're from the same country. I would never do that. That's crazy. I have a, I have a, like an auntie. You know them aunties in Zimbabwe who are younger than you because your dad's been philanthroping wherever he's been. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, i auntie who's younger than me called Tandy. I would never say Fandy. Okay. Anyway, correct okay. version of the thank name. How are you? You okay?
0: I'm good. How How many minutes in are you? What were you been talking about?
3: I was hoping that you wouldn't make that clear, but we we're about twenty minutes in. Uh, we're, about, right. we're about twenty minutes in. So what I was talking about with Trayvon was the FIA and a kind of like a lack of trust with the FIA. And uh, just so you guys say this was pre-recorded before this time of the year, because, you know, we're at this time of the year, when you're listening to this, not going to lie to you. I'm on holiday. I'm drunk. Tandy's on holiday. She's drunk. Trayvon's probably enjoying himself somewhere as well. So we've (laughs) pre-recorded this. Um, But what's happened recently is the FIA have put a ban on Any political statements that you are able to make, whether that's, for example, Lewis on the podium with t-shirts, uh, helmets, I guess that might include rainbow helmets, for example, that Lewis has been running pretty much all year, I think I want to say, um, Obviously, Vettel's left now and everything was fine when Vettel was there. But I guess if anyone takes up the mantle of uh, environmental uh, issues, then, you know, they won't be allowed to do that. So, um, Tanya, I'll come to you in a second, but should everyone, I guess, going off the back of what we were saying earlier, how does this make the sport of, not even how it makes it look, I guess, what does this mean for like a sport like F- like F1 where you can't make any political statements? They're essentially saying, in you know, shut up and dribble, as NBA yeah. players have been told, and and you know, and
2: so forth. Like, I guess, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it really puts into perspective: we race races one is bullshit, <laughs> right? Like I mean, it. you mm-hmm. might as well just go strip that off of every car and every garage and wherever they stick those stickers because you clearly want the sport to be this, I mean, what it really boils down to is money. They don't want, they don't want people recognizing the fact that they race in countries that are pretty terrible (laughs) and they don't want people reminding them that they race in countries that are pretty terrible. Uh, the United States included. And, um, (laughs) and so you, you, you have the most visible athlete in the sport, the most visible driver in the sport in Lewis Hamilton, the most famous driver in the sport, who also happens to be the most political driver in the sport. Mm-hmm. And well, what in what ways can you limit his his reach and his voice, right? You tell him you can't wear your nose ring. You tell him you can't you can't make political statements without our permission. And and it's it's so it's so transparent and so obvious. Yeah. And it's funny when you see guys like Will Buxton tweeting, "Oh, I didn't I didn't realize uh, this is what they were really trying to do." It's like, "How? Yeah, because you're white. Of mm. you're, so white. <laughs>
0: you're white.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like
0: you know." not Trayvon, I have missed you on here, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've missed him. Talk your shit. Go on.
2: But yeah, it's like if you don't. If you've never been in the position of someone who who's had their rights restricted or their their ability to to move freely through any space taken away, of course you're going to think they just want to regulate jewelry because it's the quote-unquote rule. Mm-hmm. Or how many other drivers wear nose rings or earrings when they drive?
3: Trust me. It's crazy. When I'm to i will sorry, sorry, Tendi.
0: Sorry. I was just going to say when I saw it, I was literally like, I felt like I was looking at Liz and being like, I think
3: they're
0: talking about you. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like they might as well have said, Lewis Hamilton, you are not allowed to do this. Yeah, because all the headlines, who were going to pick for the picture? You've you've written the article. You've been yeah. asked, right? What picture do we attach to this? Oh, just add Lewis. You you can only add Lewis Hamilton to that because you can't add anyone else. So they might as well have just said, Lewis Hamilton, you aren't allowed to do A, B,
3: C, and D. Right. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, but, I think it's so. After you, yeah, after
2: you, yeah. I was going to say, they're, they're, they're just like, get me that, sh- that picture of Lewis with the Breonna Taylor shirt. Slap those mean- <laughs> right the And the
3: mad <laughs> thing is, that t-shirt was in 2020 and then they said, you know what? You can't take t-shirts onto the podium. So it's already been decided that he can't do that. Mm-hmm. But right. now they've literally like clamped down on it. It feels, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. Sebastian Vettel was allowed to go up and down that grid
1: uh-huh.
3: Talking about the fact that we're going to drown under our own global warming the whole season. <laughs> it was his whole fucking farewell tour, okay? <laughs> like, respectfully. And I love that. I love that. Seb, get it in, please. And also, let's not forget also, Seb was alongside notice a really big advocate for lgbtq plus rides like th- that is like an actual thing we-, we can always you know whatever we want to clown set whatever but at least he was like a vocal and almost you could say front footed on that
1: no mm-hmm. matter
3: how you might think of whatever whatever he thinks about that well, my issue is they were Lewis Hammer wore a fucking nose ring, and they were like the whole season, they were going back and forth on that. The moment Seb Vettel leaves, it's not even January yet. <laughs> like, the Aston I haven't even seen fitted Fernando Alonso. <laughs> like, and already they're like, hey, hey. Any more political shit is done. Well, <laughs> you've is gonna... try, if you even try anything political, like next if you even think about it, try it. Thing on that little T-shirt. Like I can honestly, and it's and it, and on it, and I think that's and I'm gonna read Will Bucks' statement out. Chris, I'll send this to you. It's funny. I'm gonna show this to the screen. I didn't even know that you were under here, Trayvon. <laughs> <laughs> I just went on it. And and for those who are uh, on the audio, Trayvon is the first reply that I see. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and that's how you know, yeah? He backs up his shit. Like, mm-hmm. Trayvon's not just saying things to say things. He's about that, and he's actually saying that. So, Will Buxton says... Will freely admit I'm now regretting my stance earlier in the year that I believed in the FIA was right in its vehemence over the jury issue. I believe they were merely uh, merely trying to uphold the rules, not, as it now seems, attempting to curtail freedoms we took for granted. Will Buxton didn't say anything when the FIA banned Lewis mm-hmm. Hamilton from wearing t-shirts on a podium Uh, will buxton has continuously tried to peddle uh as i was talking to you about treyvon earlier about the referee myth making a mistake in abu dhabi will buxton but this is big that will buxton who is respectfully will we love what do uh an f1 fia shill essentially um, he is. Will Buxton is like a ticket inspector. Like you know, someone who has like a job they ride for, which is like a horrible job, but they do it with pride. Like, I <laughs> mean, like the ticket inspector on the train. You might have a child ticket even though you're an adult. He's there giving you a fine. The parking inspector. You might have parked at your mum's house. When you're not supposed to park there, he's giving you a fine. That's Will Buxton. Anyway, I just feel like it's a big thing for him to say that. But also, I think it's I just think it's crazy that the FIA can be so blatant in their targeting of one driver. And I guess mm. uh I guess for you guys with the sport trying to reach a younger audience and you know they're trying to make drivers be more than drivers you know we've got drive to survive drivers have personalities drivers have feelings do you not think that do you guys think it's a backwards step I guess this decision from the FIA Formula One is honestly
0: the most awful sport (laughs) on the planet It's just glamorized and wrapped in tinfoil and wrapped in glamour that we don't clock it. It is essentially the worst sport, like everything about it, the rules, the people running it, the people in it, everything about it's awful. So this is literally the cherry on top of saying it's essentially where people go round in the circuit, do you know what I mean? And um, we we aren't allowed to kind of wear our kind of say, oh, this is wrong. We're not allowed to wear t-shirts or uh, go against anything. We're not allowed to. We're not allowed to say something's wrong. We're not allowed to say something's right. We're not allowed to talk against something. We're not allowed to. I mean, we have to come into meetings. Do you know what I mean? And I think this is kind of what Seb Vettel was kind of trying to come across that listen this sport is not what it used to be when I was there and I think that's kind of what was Seb's last year of his legacy and it's so unfortunate that the most political person on that grid the one person who has a backbone is the one person who's going to get all the fall I think um it's very telling of the drivers who are actually on the grid at the moment very privileged very much people who've never had to come out and fight against something because it never felt that kind of disadvantage um and when you take on um a sport or an environment like that it's so 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 unfortunate for Lewis Hamilton and I think that is just the essential um ethos of being kind of team LH at the same time that we do stand this driver but he has these certain ethics and he has these certain abilities and credibilities and movements that he that he works around that he is more than just a racer within that sport he is literally a political statement that they are constantly since I would say 2020 have been just trying to stifle more and more and more and more. And the more that this driver is not on top or is losing races, it's easier for them to do it because the less they think the crowd will care for Lewis, but as long as team LH gets stronger, you know, They can't stifle us all. Do you know what I mean?
3: For sure. I do think there's something to be said about F1 trying to stifle, I guess, individualism in an age where the individualism is what is helping to grow the sport. Trayvon, how does F1, I guess 2023, you've got a magic wand, right? Right and you can fix the sport however you want you can fix the sport how would you you know we've come off the back of a, a season which has been let's just say not as exciting as the season before you know we've, we've had a dominant car uh the races haven't been as close you know in terms of uh, we've not had surprise winners only person outside of the top three on the podium was Lando Norris. So if you had a magic wand, how would you fix F1 going into
2: the new year? Um, you know, I'd probably get rid of all the people running it and, and start with uh, <laughs> a, a group of new people, you know, like get some people who aren't so um, conflicted in their interests over uh where races happen, and you know who gets to do and say what, like because mm-hmm. it seems like that's always the issue, right? Where you have stewards who like have Honda dealerships that are overseeing mm. a sport where Honda's a part of the sport and the team with the Honda mm-hmm. engine seems to always be benefiting from. Uh, well, Trayvon, certain- I don't know if you know, but uh,
3: Honda actually was supposed to have left the sport, but yeah. if you look at the team names. Next year it's Honda Red Bull powertrains,
2: so you know yeah yeah, yeah. I wonder I wonder how that happens um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that's what that's what I would do I would I would start by wiping the slate clean mm-hmm. I think yeah yeah I mean look
3: we were doing an award show uh, a couple of weeks ago and um on, we I think we had like a most disliked or most unlikable person, whatever. But um, I do want to shout out Mohammed, uh, uh, I can't remember his uh, whole name. Let me get his whole name just to be respectful before I disrespect him. But the FIA president, <laughs> um, because I just think that Mohammed Ben Sulaim, that's the guy. So I just think. There was an opportunity for F1 with a new president. We had Jean Todd, Ferrari, old school, whatever, right? And there was an opportunity for F1 to come into a new age with a new president, with new ways of thinking. And what we've got from the new president is failing to overturn Abu Dhabi 2021, the jewellery ban, which is bullshit, Making everyone race in Saudi Arabia when there was like quite clear Mm -hmm. terrorist violence, like down the going on, (laughs) right? We've got uh the Red Bull Cost Cap lenient penalty that they got after the end of all of that, and now this political statements kind of thing. So, there's five things I could think off the top of my head with they that they've done wrong and been on the wrong side of history. So I guess, Pandy, as like someone who I would say probably represents younger fans a lot more than I do, because I am old, um, I guess, with the way that F1's going at the moment, I guess if if the racing continues to be as bad as it is, does F1 continue with its trajectory going forward? Because I guess of the... Documentary, and yeah, just, or, cool. or is there a, or does there need to be a better kind of leadership of motorsport in general? Group? There,
0: I mean, there needs to be with with more young people. Hmm. There is more um political statements.
3: Yeah.
0: Um there was an article in the Financial Times this year which um detailed how millennial and boomer employers are intimidated in employing Gen Zs. Gen Z, because yeah. they bring this kind them. of um they bring this kind of let's all quit our jobs kind of movement. They they bring <laughs> a sort of certain yeah. atmosphere
3: into it. I know for sure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. That whole jobs for
3: life thing that millennials mm-hmm. had, or not even millennials, boomers had is gone. Mm-hmm. right and Gen Z. I happy to call out malpractice yeah. and, and leave a job as soon as they can.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So there's going to be an extent that when the circus does come into town, when whether it's Florida, I mean, mi- Miami, whether it's Austin, whether it's, you know, the UK, when the circus does come into town, people are going to continue to question why there is no female toilets, why there is no gender neutral yeah. toilets, why all the engineers seem to be white and there is no actual woman on the grid. And if they continue in that trajectory, it's just going to go, it's going to throw up in their face. So yes, you can stifle people, but as the world keeps moving on, we will definitely Elon Musk you. And then, you know you've been kicked (laughs) out of your own job and you've only been here for 30 days that's embarrassing do you know what I mean (laughs) um I think I definitely agree with Trayvon in the sense that you really have to like just start at the core and it is literally just kicking out the people in charge and yeah really looking at the basis and this like the ABC of it all before you actually go into how we can change drivers' mentalities. Yeah. It's literally the people who are telling these drivers what to do, what to wear, and allowing them to kind of join Formula 1 before F2. I mean, after F2. So, yeah. It's a bit...
3: way you... Go on. I was going to say, it's like, almost like with FIFA, where they had the World Cup in um, Qatar, and obviously all of the, the controversy, and they were like they would not allow any of the players to have the armbands they wouldn't have allow any kind of protest and they're like concentrate on the football and i think f1 are trying to do that right especially because they go to places Mm -hmm. and i don't even really want to get into like that because you know as much as we talk about saudi arabia qatar and then other areas that we may, you know, China that was on the was on the circuit, Russia was on the circuit, and they got taken off, and whatever the places that everyone goes, where you can look at the human rights issues. You know, in the the day, I live in fucking the UK, the fucking originators of slavery and colonialism. Like, I you mean, know, obviously, Trayvon, you're from America, and we all know how America get down. So, like, we can't, but like, we can't. I almost feel so hypocritical I mm. feel hypocritical Saying things like that And I always want to just make sure That I'm very aware Of where I am Where I grew up The country I'm from But F1 goes to places Which are notoriously bad For Yeah Sports washing That's right? And, money. and Yeah exactly Like mm. Qatar Sports washing Saudi Arabia mm. Sports washing like Yes there's a rocket flying over you But do
0: you know how much money We're going to make today they guys.
3: made those drivers they said hey you better get back in those cars yeah or good luck getting on the plane home. Like, <laughs> like, honestly so I guess Trayvon um as we as we ran third base I guess with the way and I didn't even expect this to get political but I, we're here now um I guess we'll F- F1's gone down a road of being very much to the highest bidder. If you give us money, you can have a race. They were considering getting rid of Monaco at one point. They were considering getting rid of Belgium at one point. You know, historical F1 races for, you know, places where they're going to spend 20 million pounds, 30 mm. million pounds to host a race. Um Does that really affect everyone in a way? I guess, can everyone just, you know, I guess in a contrast to the question I asked you earlier, can everyone just carry on as it is? You can't make political statements. We're going to go to places which are going to court controversy and we're just going to carry on as is. Can that carry on, I guess, in 2023 and beyond?
2: I would, the, the reason why I would say, yeah, it can is because majority of their fans are white people who don't care. And when you have people who genuinely, genuinely don't care about the issues or don't care about, it's like American sports. It's like people who like when Kaepernick was kneeling and it was like, yeah, every, all the, all the white dudes were mad at him because he was kneeling and disrespecting the flag. And it's like, as long as you have those kind of people at the core of your support, like how many people? If we made up the majority of F one's fan base, it would change in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the core—you look at the crowd. Look at look at look at the Dutch Grand Prix. <laughs> like and those motherfuckers are everywhere. <laughs> like,
0: <yeah. Bam. laughs>
2: you
0: know, you know the, like? I have this core fear of one day just ending up going to that. That is. We're so going to for next
3: year. That is so scary. I feel like we need to go, Zanford. You know, Are you okay? You go home. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a like, you know me, Tanya, I'm not someone who's like a clout person. But do you know, like, the content that me and like, <laughs> like, like, you in Zanford do make? She, to know that, like that juxtaposition position of me <laughs> and you in Danville, I just feel like that is money right
2: there. You like, guys will be you guys will be easy
3: to
0: spot. Yes. Trust, me. Trust me. You know what? I might just consider this Yasha because it actually might just be quite a funny experience. For me personally, I think I enjoy stuff like that i i like that behind the i get kicked some
2: stuff like that also that's also yeah. why they don't want you to make political statements they don't want you to say anything because that's how you change fan bases that's mm-hmm. how you change people's opinions mm-hmm. is by seeing people you respect constantly talking about it and the moment you silence them it's like then you get you get your fan base to just be dumb idiots who show up everywhere and spend a lot of money mm-hmm. and don't care about don't they don't care about the the world that they live in and they don't they want your they want athletes and drivers to look like they're not human beings who care about things in the real world that they actually live in when they're not driving for an hour and a half mm-hmm. right like you yeah, spend more time in the real world than you do in the car and yet you don't want me to talk about the fact that the world is a fucked up place
3: the crazy thing is F1 is the most global sport in the world. Like it literally, there's no sport that goes, that covers more ground, that goes to more countries, more continents than F1. Like, Mm. so the fact that you would have participants in that sport who weren't able to shine a light on different things from each country or to speak politically to the people in those countries, whatever. I just find that incredible. Because I tell you now, if someone went on that podium with a... Someone on that podium with the Ukraine flag, it would be blessed.
2: <laughs>
3: it would be blessed. No one would say anything. But it depends on what the political statement is, and.
2: You know, that's the what true would test would be like if if Max had any political Spying whatsoever mm-hmm. to that see what calls he took up and what they would say about it. Mm-hmm. That's when you really know that. That's what that would that would be incredible.
0: Look, like you've got Daniel Ricardo openly saying to the TVs that I am not aware of what's going on on the I planet. I don't watch the
3: news, bro. I don't watch
0: the news, so we <laughs> really don't have a lot of hope. And, um,
3: the, about from Lewis, about Lewis, yeah. And that's the thing. If once he goes, and we've always said this, and I, I keep saying we're living through history because, in the same way that Muhammad Ali shone a light on, like you know, the fact that black people are being drafted for the Vietnam War, and you know, at the same time there were civil rights issues. And I'm not saying that Lewis Hamilton, what he's doing, is on that level, but I'm just saying someone in sport shining a light on political issues where that sport doesn't want them to like it is a rare thing and once lewis goes it's not going to happen like it's not gonna we take it for granted Mm -hmm. And all I'm saying is we could take it for granted now. And this is the thing. Lewis turns up. He's got his, like, you know, he might say something through his clothing. He will say that the the reporters, they know every week we're going to ask Lewis, what do you think of this issue in this country? What do you think of this issue in this country? Once he goes, that's gone. Mm. Like the sport is not going to have that. And I'm just saying we need to appreciate what he's doing because we take it for granted. And once he's gone, that's done. Because Charles Leclerc, ask him, yo, Charles! Uh, I don't know if you know, but the president of Hungary has actually recently outlawed... like gay marriage, like what do you think about that? Uh,
0: oh, I'm still, I, uh, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I, no,
3: I, I think uh, it's, not, it's not fair, obviously, but, but you know, yeah, I, but, I, I, yeah. I just want to constantly no, we'll just on come my back mates. next week and uh, uh, you know, try again. And you know. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that's what it is. But look, <laughs> anyway, um, we could we could talk about it. <laughs> you know We've got to get you on for a full race, uh. Uh, review of next what? season, but what I wanted to say to you, more importantly, are we gonna fuck up Austin next year or not? Yes, Trey we are. <laughs> <one. Trey laughs> oh are we not gonna fuck up Austin next year or not? Yeah, we we're coming next year. Let's What's do it. We're coming. Yeah, yeah, so oh, yeah. We're gonna fuck up Austin. We're gonna fuck up Austin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we might even like. Depending on shit, I feel like I even want to do like back to back Austin Mexico I'm not even gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I
0: mean, I'll uh, take leave for that. I'm dead like, serious. 100. Like,
3: I feel like I want to do. You know, the world Austin is actually always like
0: that. We could do that.
3: I, I really want to do that. But look, we yeah. wanna we wanna watch an F1 race With you in person. Um, yeah, I man. Join like. Oh, let, us let, us let us know.
2: Let us know. Yeah, Austin, baby, let's do it. Yeah. 100. Bring your um,
0: missus. We love you, miss. I love you, missus. Yeah. Um, she's so lovely and um, we, we make a we make a day of it before yeah, you
2: no know, I took her to Miami she was not a fan oh, <laughs> wow, I was, I could see
0: her entire Instagram story was <laughs> killing me like she yeah. she did as like she started in the car and she was like I do not Trayvon take me to see his little cars <laughs> again
2: <laughs> basically. That's pretty much it. She was like, you know what? I don't need to, I don't need the smell of motor oil and loud noises. No way. She, said, even...
0: she was just sending me selfies the entire time. And she just she looked gorgeous, but this was like, I do not know what's going on at all. She's and I literally said,
2: like got the best ticket in the house. Like literally like <laughs> they're walking past, celebrities are walking past. She was just like, nope. I well, go
3: she's to the- a celebrity, though. That's the problem. <laughs>
2: but like, that's you know, once,
3: once you get to that level, you're like, well, I'm, Jare, I'm just as famous yeah. as you guys. <laughs> right, Do Yeah. I don't mean to be here." <laughs> no, Jare, that's like, me. Well, for, for me and Tandy, we're Clow Horse. <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> famous <laughs> people. Uh, but no, let's definitely hang out and let's definitely get you off next year. But thank you. And thank you for messaging me that because I thought, Joey, you've got so much success. I thought you were too big for us, but I
2: appreciate <laughs> Never, man. Never. We
0: broke I, bread with Trayvon. We have. That's always say to people like, people don't realize that a lot of these content creators, like, yes, we do stuff for people, but some people are actually our friends. We actually kind yeah, of have sure. known them in person. Some people, anyway, not all of you. Some are my yeah. if, if, if,
3: if you've had dinner at my
0: house, then we're friends. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Which is an uh, actual good percentage of people. Yeah. That was,
2: a, that was a good dinner, man. It was a really good dinner.
3: <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, that was Tandy's favorite meal basically yeah. there's like if tandy was like what's my favorite meal i would just cook her that so you got to experience tandy's yeah um, <laughs> but look thank you so much everyone um and if you're listening to this make sure you're watching watching subscribing liking uh following us on all social platforms i think this is going to come out sometime around mm-hmm. new year's so if it's before new year's happy new year if it's after new year's happy new year we wish you all the best from all of us at Quicksub f1 and uh no matter what happens keep it on keep the black star take care goodbye look mate if you've got this far clearly you like what we do so here's a link to subscribe to the quicksop f1 family give that a click and here's another link to some more cool shit on our channel sorry cool cool stuff 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 and Remember, no matter what happens, keep it on the black stuff. Click the stuff. Click the click the links. Click the the link the links. Click the links. There. They're there. Black
1: voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of Acast Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts.
2: Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.COM